But we at Shem Billionaire that we will be getting back on track, hopefully one day, on Wednesday evenings. Either Nishmas, Rav HaChosid, Shalom, Ben Yeshua, and Gabriel Yemelech, Shalom, Ben Yom Yeret Shichya. This Shabbos, Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Look at me like that. Shana Chasidis. Yutes Kislev. The Chasidish Island makes reference to it as Yat Kislev. Yutes Kislev. Everybody knows Yutes Kislev is a big Yomtev. The only real chesaron, the only real flaw of having it is on Shabbos. We miss a day of tachin. We don't say tachin you tzkislev. We would get off this way. You tzkislev, chagagula. The Altarebbe was imprisoned. When you tzkislev, he came, he was freed. Other references are also on Yudas Kislev. To us, the most significant of them all is the Bafrayim of Altareva, giving us what we have today as Chesidus. Traditionally, it's a day of Fabrenging, according to the Treb writes Nayim Yayim. Traditionally, it is a time to repeat and tell over the story of the arrest in Bafraying, of the arrest and freeing of the Altareva. So, I guess that will be done on Shabbos Mitzvah. She will focus on the Shabbos of Parshas Vayishlach. Not Chas minimizing in any which way, form, or fashion, yet this Kisli. Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim Lefanov. Yaakov sent, well, it says Malachim, angels. In Chede, they were translated to say, Yishtach Yaakov, Yaakov sent messengers to Esau. After all, how practical is it to say that he sent angels? Who's, where was Yaakov, a human being, sending angels?
Also, what angels? From where did he have them at his disposal? Just send them off to go talk to Asa for him. Farshim tells us they're the angels that were created from his mitzvahs. Every time we do a mitzvah, we create a malach. As I've told many times, and it's traditionally at this time of the year, as Yud Kislev is the outside of my grandmother, my illustrious grandmother, Evitza Miriam, she was very adamant that you do a mitzvah, you do it fully, fully, full-heartedly. Don't drop off, you're driving somebody home, don't drop them off on a corner, take them straight to the door, etc. And she would say exactly that. When the Tista Mitzvah, when you do a mitzvah, the Shafta Malach, you create a Malach. So if you do the mitzvah, eh, wishy washy, as we say, you're creating a Hinkidika Malach, a crippled Malach. Rashi Shiva in the Litvish of Eliolopian. And a Bacha came over to him in the Yeshiva, one of the Bachrim. And he said to him, he wants to leave Yeshiva to prepare himself for Parnassi. He wants to go to college or whatever. <coughs> so when I get married, I'll have a Parnassi. So Eli asked him, How are you going to get married? Hashem will help for sure. I'll find my bashert. And if you get married, are you going to have children? Are you cursing me, Hashem? He says, no. Just asking you, how do you know? You're right, you're right. Hashem help you'll have children. But how do you know that the Parnassa will take be the way you think it's going to be? How many people work their heads off and come home with nothing? Or nothing near enough what they need for the family? Not worried about that either, says the Bacha. It doesn't bother me, it doesn't scare me. Why does it not worry you? Why does it not scare you? Hashem will help. I will succeed in Panasa. <laughs> you believe that? So of course I believe that. So mm-hmm. I have to leave Yeshiva for. Stay in Yeshiva, learn. Hashem will help. Yaakov sends Malachim. With complete faith. That Hashem will help. We're going to discuss just that. What was Yaakov's actual plan? What future did he see in this visit from the Malachim to Esav? During World War II, there was a city, a shtetl, Branovich. So the border of Russia and Germany. The Germans, Rechman al-Sahn, came into Branovich and they took all the Yidin and they lined them all up. 
They had them face a wall. And they knew never what the plan was. So the Yidin Nebuch started to prepare themselves to meet their maker, as we say. Tshuva and Davening. The Nesivah Shalom, previous Slanam Rebbe, he mentions that his father was amongst those standing by the wall. And he asked them for a cup of water. Because it says in Svarim that before a person dies, it's a big school to make a shahakal here and a very nefashas in the world to come. His father took the, bro- the cup and he made a shahakal in the Bidwari where all the kavana he could possibly muster. Everybody heard and answered Amen. Then gunshots rang out. The Russian soldiers had arrived and were shooting at the Germans. So the Germans took the flight and they ran off. And the Yidin all survived. People went over to Nesiva Shalom's father. You saved our lives. It was a miracle. He said, it's not a miracle, he said. I said Shahakal and increased my Amuna. My Amun Hashem does everything for the best. And therefore, the Amuna saved us. Yaakov Avinu sent Malachim with Amun Prior to the meeting between Yaakov and Esav, Yaakov sent messages to let know that he's coming back from Chorim. The Torah tells us that Yishlach Yaakov, Malach, and Lefanov. Yaakov sent messages before him to Esav. And as we said, Malachim could be messengers or could be angels. Thank you. Mizich Magid, in his last Shabbos before his Nostalgus, which was on Yuteski Slave, as I said before, other events that took place on Yutesk Slave. He said an explanation on what Rashi says, and he explains as follows. Malachim Mamish. He sent the Mamish of the Malachim. The Ruchnius remained by Yaakov. But the mamish, the physical part of the malachim, he sent to Esau.
Picture that. He dissected the Malach. He took a physical, made a physical mundane part of the Malach that was in this world, and he sent that off to Esav. We need to really understand this. The mere fact that Yaakov sent to Esav angels but not regular physical human beings proved to us that his intention was to cause that these angels should reveal the hidden Kedusha within Esav and elevate him And for such a turnaround, you need angels. There's no human being that's going to come in there and transform Esau into a pure spiritual person and take all the Kedusha that he had within him. And therefore they came with their actual strengths, their highest level of strengths, to convert, to succeed at getting Esau elevated to where he belongs. How is it possible? If they left their spiritual essence by Yaakov, how could they possibly affect Esav to a way that it would bring out of him his Kedusha? In general, <laughs> how do you separate an angel, spirituality and physical? There's no physical by an angel. And even a human being, if you take out the neshama, the spiritual part of the Jew, he he remains nothing. He remains offer. So we must say, therefore, oh no, that the angels went Eli, I'm recording a shir. I'm in the middle of giving a shir. I'm quite back. We must say, therefore, that the Malachim actually went with their bodies and their souls. But, how did they actually go? Even when they left Yaakov to go to Esav, they remained totally connected and bound to Yaakov. Even sitting by Esav, it was recognizable they belonged to Yaakov. 
saying and signifying that the only reason they're here is to fulfill the message from Yaakov, from the Rebbe. The explanation of the Magad, therefore, gives even a deeper meaning to, the, to Rashi's explanation. It teaches us that Malachim Mamish, true Malachim, real Malachim, can succeed in their Shlichas only when their spirituality, only when their Ruchnius is attached and bound to Yaakov. And they don't vary or alter whatsoever when they come even to a place like Aesop's. This Shlichus is a message for every Jew of every generation. Yaakov Avinu sent to Esav, Malachim Mamish, in order to rectify, in order to fix, in order to straighten out, in order to prepare and to repair him. The same way also HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends the Shamis of every Jew into the world, into this physical mundane world, in order to elevate, in order to purify, to make worthy the world. Yaakovina teaches us the way to succeed in Shlichus is only the mamish of the Neshama involves itself in the actual world. And if its main union and its main spirituality remains attached to HaKadosh Baruch and this is the special shlichus of our generation. We need to go out to be mefits the mayones chutza, to sp- spread the wellsprings of teda, frat teda sachsidis, which is the message of Yutes Kislev. However, the shliach must always be attached to its source, as the sheep are attached to their shepherd. The source being Yaakov. And that point is guaranteed that they will succeed in their shlichas. Going out into the world does not cause any kind of damage or any kind of drop in their spirituality. When you approach it in such a way that you are matzliach to elevate your surroundings, and bring it to Gula Amitah Sashlema. But, let us be more practical. Why does Yaakov actually trouble angels to do this rather than boss of Adam? Why angels? Yaakov knew the cloud that we say, it's written, 
And we spoke about it back by Avram Avinu. A malach can't do any more than one shlichas. One shlichas a malach. Only one, one thing can they do. So therefore it was clear to him that if he was going to involve and give these malachim this shlichas to Esav, they won't be able to fulfill the shlichas of HaKadosh Baruch Because they're fulfilling his shlichas instead. So where and what did he think? What was he thinking when he makes this decision to send these malachim? Malachim Elikim to fulfill his mission. We can explain this according to the explanation of Siddhas. On the essence and the primius of the Shlichas, Yaakov Avinu knew that the whole reason for this world's creation and existence is to separate good from evil. To return all these holy sparks that fell down to the lowest abyss of evil. And return them to HaKadosh Baruch as it was before, to the original godly state. And therefore he travels himself down to Choron, the Charein Afshalilam, to save from there the holy Nitzutsis, the holy sparks that were there. He also knew that this was not enough. In order to elevate all the sparks that were missing, that had fallen to the Shatakas, to the lowest, the bad, he needed to involve himself with Esau as well. Esau, the brother which was the Ish Sade, the hunter, while Yaki was cooking soup, the hunter. He had very, very high sparks and etzutzim which had fallen into the soda. And the tachlis of the world was to actually elevate and purify Esav. And when the whole world in its entirety will be elevated and purified the way it should be, not only the Jews, also the Asas, also the non-Jews, will come to the complete st- circle to where we belong, and will bring the redemption. Yaakov spent twenty years in Choron, and when he finished his work there, he was ready for the Gula. Is that's it? I've done what needs to be done. And therefore he felt and hoped and prayed that his brother Esav had the same approach and the same idea. And that he too was getting ready. 
This was the real downright reasoning for sending these malachim that he sends to Esav. And we see that just in the words that Yaakov says to Esav, Vayihili Sheva Chamer. He asked to give this over to Esav. As Chazal tell us, Chamer is Melech HaMashiach. As it says, Ani Verechim Al Chamer. So the reference of Chamer here was talking about Mashiach himself, and therefore he's telling him, I'm ready, are you? Unfortunately, the angels come back to Yaakov, and they say, Yaakov, we understand, you're ready for the Geula? We came to your brother, And then they say to him, we came to your brother to try to elevate him, but we ended up coming to Esav. He's the same Esav. He didn't separate from his bad ways. At that point, Yaakov understood, it's a long road to the Gula. And he says to Esav, Va'ani Isnalaliti. Later on in the Pasha, I will see to it that we get to where we need to get, which is the Gula Mitis Vashlima. All this was then. Today, today, the generation is of a total different caliber. The generation is of a different caliber in the most unbelievable ways. After Am Yisrael has gone through all the trials and tribulations that we have over the past generations, especially what we go through here in the exile in Golis. And we're spread throughout the entire world. Tatus Achsidus, the wellsprings of Achsidus, thanks to Yutas Kislev, have been spread in every which corner of the world. This is a hachana to the Gula, preparation for the Gula. The entire world now is ready for the redemption. Nothing missing except for the actual revelation itself should be taken from Yad Mamish. He starts off the words in his message to Esav, Imlovon Garti. I lived with Lovon. Garti. 
And this is actually meant to appease Esav. Garti, I dwelled, I lived, has two explanations, says Rashi. The first is Gar, Ger, I was a stranger amongst them. I got no power there, I got no no COVID, no respect, no honors, no anything. I was like a regular soldier and soldier there. Then Rashi says another explanation. Garti is Asius Taryag. The same letters as the word as the letters of Taryag, which is six hundred and thirteen, telling us about the mitzvahs of the Teda. In Lavan Garti Vitayag Mitzvah Shamarti, I lived by Lavan, but yet I kept all the mitzvahs. Let's get real. If the word Garti means I was a Ger, I was like a convert amongst them, never truly really accepted there, that puts them in a pretty lowly state. If Garti means Tayag Mitzvah Shamarti, wow, you are really, you rank. In a house of love and arami, it's amazing. So I would say, in my opinion, but you know, whatever it's worth, they're total opposite explanations. You were like a convert with no identity, practically, or you kept all the mitzvahs and you were a champion. But, Rashi is not a running commentary. He's not just something that happens to understand and explain the Pasuk. Rashi had a tremendous, tremendous power to him. In that he was able to explain things in the small, in the least possible words. You saying to him, Let's give a shout out in the shir for the foolish lema, Chaimea Levi Ben Rivka. A dear friend that's have, dabbling, shall we say, with the corona that everybody says is gone. And there's nothing to worry about and nothing to think about. It's all political movements. It's all a jihad. But tell that to his family who's looking at him in an ICU. Um, I don't know if he had it before or not. Nobody's going to tell you the truth. So what are there for the connection between these two explanations? which sound total opposites. And on the other hand, 
Honestly speaking, does anybody here imagine even that he would impress Esav by telling him he kept the 630 mitzvahs? And not only is he looking to impress Esav, he's looking to appease Esav. He's looking to make peace with him. <laughs> Seriously? Tayag mitzvah shamarti. While you're out there hunting, I'm making soup. Yaakov's journey to Lovan, as we said before, was to, reve- to redeem all the holy sparks that were in by, that down by Lovan and prepare the world for Gula and Gula Shlema. The level of Yaakov Avinu, the mission of Yaakov Avinu, was quite successful. <coughs> 20 years that he stuck around in Choron, he purified and prepared all those that were attached to him to be ready for the Gula. And Yaakov, as he returns from Choron, as we said before, was ready for Bias Mashiach. And sends the good news to Esav, thinking that he too is ready. So Yaakov says, Imlovon Karti. Everything that has to do with love and Arami, I was there. That's a very physical, mundane thing. I was a shepherd. A simple shepherd. Who everybody looked down upon. Who everybody frowned upon. I was able to lift the stone off the, off the well. Big deal. Shepherd boy. And therefore I was just like a gear. I was a stranger. I didn't find my place amongst them. What was I? Where would I find my solace? Where did I find my existence? Tayag mitzvah shamarti. The Tayag mitzvah. This is the world of kedusha, and the world of emuna. Seems that New Zealand they're ready for brain view to Kislev. I just got a picture showing somebody deep into the Fabrain. Yaakov adds and says, Bayhili Sheva Khamer, as we said before, Khamer is Melchamashiach, Anirechvam Al Khamer. And he says, I have already the Khamer of Mashiach ready. Everything's ready to go. As we said before, unfortunately they came back and said that yes, he's still your brother, but unfortunately he's still Yisav. (laughs) 
we as a Jewish nation must be always prepared for the Gula. Even though that the world, unfortunately, around us is not so pure, not so elevated. You yourself need to be prepared in a bubble for Mashiach. And how is this? That a person sees in every mundane thing that goes on, most simple of things, where he feels that he's a stranger to these things, to all these physical mundane things, his true place, where is he established, is with Teda and Mitzvah. And therefore the Mazit Shemagid says that before Mashiach is going to reveal himself, is going to be suffering and wallowing in horrific poverty. And when you ask him how is he going how is he able to go through this, he answers Poverty? My furniture? My garments? We're passing through here, my friend. When you go on a journey you don't take all your furniture with you. You go on vacation, you don't take all your furniture with you. You don't take all your clothing with you. You don't take everything that you own with you. Your house. This here world is JPT. Just passing through. And this is how we prepare ourselves for the Israel Tzedek. Chosid was very humble. We told this story many times. Humility has a, has a limit to it. But this Chosid had no limit to his humility. He was humble beyond humble. Slept on a bench in the shul. He, there was nothing you could do that made him ha- that, that you needed to make him happy. They needed to cheer him up. He was I'm as simple as they come. I have no no shemets of God, nothing. They told him, Shmini Shibishminis, it says, you have to have an eighth of an eighth of Gaiva. What will you say when you come to Mila? And they'll ask you, where is your Shmini Shibishminis? <laughs> I'll know when they're punishing me for lacking Shmini Shibishminis. They're almost finished. This should be my worst Aveda. And we said this also a zillion times probably. Where does Shmini, Shmini is an eighth of an eighth come from? The eighth Pasha in the Teda. Pasha Vayishtach. The eighth Posuk in Pasha Vayishtach starts the words, Katenti Mikolach Asadim. Eighth of an eighth. After meeting the meeting of Yaakov and Esav, he davens Yaakov davens Hakadosh Baruch Hu katenti mikolach asadim. Kivemakli avarti as yarden asel with my staff, I crossed this yarden. 
On the word b'makriya, with my staff, the Medrash brings two explanations. One is that when I crossed the Yardin, I had nothing else with me except for my staff. And the second explanation is that I used the staff to split the Yardin. For with my staff, I crossed the Yardin because I split the Yardin. Again, two explanations that are the total opposites. One says that I was totally poverty-stricken, I had nothing to me, except for the staff, which makes me into a nothing. And the second one says, I'm so holy and special, I deserve the miracle that I was able to split the sea, split the Yardin with my staff. And this is on the same word, Bimakli. So once again, we're going to dig deep, and we're going to find Garti and Bimakli. The word Bimakli, with its two separate explanations, opposite one from the other, in essence, really come together. First, let us understand what was Yaakov's true fear from his brother Esau. After all, he heard from Akash Baruch himself, I'm with you. Akash Baruch is with him. How much more does he need? If he actually pictured himself and accepted this guarantee from Akash Baruch Hu, he has nothing to fear. But the fear itself. And therefore we answer, Yaakov had a suspicion. Shema. Nislach Lakti Maybe I messed it up with a sin. Maybe I dirty, I tainted it with a sin. Yaakov, seriously. Talk about Yaakov here. Yaakov, you know, you seriously think that you tainted with a threat, with a with a sin? What sin? A person that didn't sleep for years at all in Shem Ever, a person that was so loyal and faithful, even in Choron, seriously. And Yaakov, you know the Klal, Kibin Shiyatu, Revat Shneislav, Shal Adam, Belechet, Shuvenechete. If a person has the majority of his years that he did not sin, he will not sin. And you were now at the prime of your life. You were past prime. You were quite old. You had passed most of your life. Therefore you can rely on the Chazaka that you did not sin and won't sin. 
Let us examine the words of Yaakov. I have minimized myself from all the good and kindness. If he thought to himself, and he actually involved himself in a serious level, he knew for sure that he was eligible to receive Chaste Hashem. But he doesn't think anything of himself. He totally nullifies himself for HaKadosh Baruch In a minimal fashion, minimal, minimalizing fashion, Katenti. And because he was so humbled, Said maybe, maybe the slachlich bechet. And therefore, this is a, a, a sin that brought me down to a, a lower level than I could possibly handle. Therefore, we look now and understand. The Echudesh Yaakov Avinu. The real high level of Yaakov Avinu. The high existence of Yaakov Avinu. It says, Mishpat Utztokka Bi Yaakov Ata Sisa. Mishpat and Tzedaka. Judgment and charity. Most people when they ask and request for anything they ask it in a form of charity they plead that they be given although they don't deserve it charity from God this is how it's supposed to be they merit to receive it. <coughs> Tzadikim, on the other hand, righteous people, they can ask from their what they want from God with mishpat. They know they're pure, they're clean, they have no problem. And therefore, judge me and you'll see that I deserve it. Yaakov was both mishpat utzdaka. And he intertwined them as one. And therefore, he could ask for his success, he could beseech to the Almighty for his success, both with Mishpat and Tzedakah. Now we understand the two explanations of Makli. From one side he saw, Yaakov saw, that I am nothing, I lack and I don't have anything. He looked and thought maybe he had a sin. But at that point he was standing at a higher, higher level. And he merited to a miracle where he was able to split the Yadin.
even though we are far from the level of Yaakov Avinu, still in all, this is not out of our reach. It's not something of the impossible for us to achieve. Not us, but each and every Jew. Each and every Jew that falls under the category of Yehudi. As we're known, if you keep his score home, the Gemara and Shabbos, Samazayin, and Aleph, we are referred to as Ben Molochen. Princes. And therefore, can ask for all that he needs. But still in all, we should not ask because it, we deserve it, but it's Siddhaka and Chesed. And through this, we elevate and we merit that also HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us Shefa, plentiful in his brachas. Even Chas Shalom, we don't deserve them. But rather gives it higher than Kol Medida Agbala. With all categories that we ask, Vabone, Chaye, Mzeine, and all of these are in Raviche. Harachova and Shefa. Until that we nullify all the words that disturb our Zeche. To Shevaz Bishalva, Hiskin Atzmi Lishleisha Devarim. Kehelis Rabba tells us Yaakov was going to set out to meet his brother Esav, and Hiskin Atzmi prepared himself three things the Tvila for prayer, the Doran for a gift, for the Mulchama, and for battle. question is Hiskin doesn't mean prepared Hiskin means he fixed, he repaired not prepared so then why is that used Hiskin of Tikkun what did Yaakov have to fix what flaw was he going to, to repair this is what the hint from the Chazal each and every one of the pu'ulis of what we do of that he was doing here Doron giving a gift Tvila davening and Melchama were out of character for Yaakov And therefore, the sakin is atzma. He needed to reinvent himself, to fix himself, to build and rebuild himself, so that he could be prepared to do these things. Hear me out. I know it sounds a little precarious. The gift, the doron. 
Chazal tells us, Yaakov Hayashori Bekas Alshunelatz Deshteach Minchaleisov. He was not a happy camper, to say the least, on the fact that he was going to have to send a mincha to Esav. Why? Because it's a very spiritual thing, a karm mincha. And to take any kind of his kekhas and give this over to Tzadak this is out of the question. But still in all, his me. he overcame that inner doubt and he sent the gift. When it comes to tefillah, we, Yaakov suspected, maybe if I daven, and I request something from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, maybe it'll lose in my haftachat to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help me. Still in all, he strengthened himself, and he davens to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And his request to Mekayim, this haftachat, he says, Hetiv, Hetiv, in the Yoschus and the Schus of my fathers. In essence, a person, normal caliber person, also wonders mm-hmm. how to ask for Hashem's help. What merit am I coming before you, Rabbi Nishalom? I'm telling you that you have the open hand. I'm asking that you share that with me. And that I have faith that you're in control and you're driving. From all these things, Yaakov was more suspicious. Therefore, Yaakov here too needed to set himself up in a mind frame that he's davening Takadish Baruchu for what he needs. And therefore, if he's davening Takadish Baruchu for what he needs, then he lacks nothing and will lack, lack nothing and his tefillahs will be in his Kabul. But the most that Yaakov was worried about was the battle. Vayar, the Pesach says, he got frightened. Vayitzerlei, Vayachatz. He was frightened, maybe they'll kill, or he have to kill. But still in all, his skin he prepared himself for the war. And was definite and assured. And he says that Kashbaruch is going to help him, that if something happens to one, Hamachina Anisha Lefleita. The other one will be able to run away. And a deeper way of looking at it, the hardest part that he needed to involve himself for these three things is a one-time deal. It's talking here about the three things, gifts, which comes from me, the Sachesed, 
Milchoma, which comes from Midas Adin, and Tvila, which is in Midas Rachman. So it's very hard to understand exactly how he put this together. All in one middle. And therefore Yaakov saw to it lehiskin to prepare himself for this, to make himself an entire new entity by strengthening a special way that has a change in nature. And he rose above his actual nature. And this way he was able to reach the third level of these three pu'ulas that brought him up to where he needed to be. This battle of Yaakov and Esav is a symbol to the war that we go through on a constant basis, the Yitzhahar and the Yitzhah Also in this battle, we need to give credence a little bit to the Yitzhahara. in a certain time or era, these three middas of chesed din the rachim, we need to give, we need to overcome the Yitzhara with these three. And this way we are guaranteed the Nitzachim. Just like Yaakov was definite that everything that he did, HaKadosh Baruch would see to it that he was successful and that he would conquer Esav, so too is our mission. The main mission of this generation, the Aveda, to, con- to co- overcome the Golas, to bring the Gula. It's impossible to be satisfied with just that alone, that we're doing it according to nature, according to Seichel. Because in that case, the world can actually coexist and actually disturb his mission. This Hatzlacha is when we rise above the nature and we cause the total dedication and devotion. We bring ourselves to higher than Tavidas. Then we succeed to win over the Ace of Edom and we come to the Yud. Mamish, this Shabbos, this Shabbos, and good yomtiv to all.